It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of each week. That's right, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm excited to once again talk Panthers with you here today. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the offseason, we'll do our weekly Friday mailbag, and the offseason is coming to an end soon. So that means we're going to have to find a new date. And when I find out that new date, I will let you know, but right now, just go ahead and DM me, go ahead and at me, but don't get crazy. Your question about the Carolina Panthers, and you ever have concerns about the podcast or anything you want to ask me, go ahead and ask me it. But the questions you have for the Panthers, I'll answer them every Friday throughout the offseason. If you listen to the show on Monday, you heard part one of my conversation with the Charlotte Observer's Panthers beat reporter, Elena Getzenberg. You'll hear part two coming up here shortly. I'll also be talking to Jonathan Alexander, the other beat reporter for the the Carolina Panthers at the Charlotte Observer. Almost got that one messed up. (laughs) Carolina Panthers, Charlotte Observer, Jonathan Alexander. We'll hear from him later on this week as I'm still using a bit of this time to talk to some of the folks out there who cover the Panthers as we are just a week away from the Carolina Panthers reporting to training camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College. So without further ado, here's part two of my conversation with Elena Getzenberg. Now, offensively, like, I'm not overly, like, excited about the offense this year because I just, I don't believe in the offensive line and the quarterback, but the defense. I love the Panthers' defense and their potential this year. I know Brian Burns was on Good Morning Football last week and talked about having a sack competition with Hassan Reddick. That signing, I love. Like, last year, they couldn't get after the quarterback. I imagine that's got to change this year, right, with those two guys, and even probably throwing YGM and Marquise Haynes, who no one ever really talks about either. Yeah. I think that – I'm actually – I think the defensive line is arguably the strongest position on this. Absolutely. On this roster. Like, not – it's obviously not one position, but that that area, the defensive line is very strong. I mean, this should be – Brian Burns should have, like, an amazing season. He's set up to have a really good season. I think there's a lot to be excited about. And it's also, you mentioned Marquis Haynes. This is the group you could argue that has the most depth. Like there's guys like Morgan Fox, who maybe won't start, but he'll be a rotational guy. And he's a pretty good upgrade. And Marquis Haynes had, Marquis Haynes had a you know, pretty good season. He got a few sacks there. And someone like Gitor Grossmatos, who they want to see, you know, take a step in the right direction. It's like, it's a really good group up front. Um, once you get a little past that, linebackers are a little sketchier to me. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the Luke Keekly problem will be a thing for some time. But 
Besides, but I do think, I think the defensive line, you could go through that list of guys and like name good things from almost across the way. Daquan Jones is someone that the coaching staff is really excited about, a veteran. He played with the Titans for years and they are like, they keep, he isn't, his name comes up a little too often, you could say, but like they, they bring him up a good bit. And I think they're excited for Derek to have, you know, with KK's injury last year, to have a veteran next to him for hopefully the whole season and kind of get to learn from Daquan, but it's a good group up front. I, the rest, the every other defensive spot I have a, you know, cornerback even, I have a little bit of a question about, but the defensive line is, is set up well. Yeah, no. I mean, in, in looking in the past, like the Panthers have always been able to get there after the passer and had pretty solid defensive lines. I love that you bring up Daquan Jones because honestly, I think that was my favorite signing of the offseason, considering like with the KK thing last year, a lot of people out there, Panther fans mainly, were really questioning Derek Brown and whether he really is the right guy. But you got to look, he's a rookie, having a start day one, and then he doesn't have that veteran guy next to him. Now he has that. I do have a question because I, I'm interested when you said about the corners, but before that, I mean, is this team going to be able to stop the run at all? Like, Tahir Whitehead was horrible last year. And a new guy wearing 52 this year, and um, Denzel Perryman. One healthy has been pretty good. I imagine he can't be any worse than what we had last year at middle linebacker in Carolina. Like that, they've got to be able to stop the run if they're going to make any sort of improvement. Yeah, Denzel Perryman's main thing. I mean, this is like we could feel like I'm a I'm saying the same thing over and over. Has been his injuries, like you said. Like he yeah. can't stay healthy. Like he's never had a fully healthy season. So, but yes, he should be an upgrade over to here, poor to here, but. It was. It did not work out. Bye, <laughs> so <bye. but laughs> it was not good. Um, and yeah, Denzel Perryman has shown a lot of flashes. Like I think he can be really good and really consistent. It's just staying on the field. But I don't know. It's not a long term answer for sure. And he hasn't been great lately. Like he's had he had a, some good moments last year, but he hasn't been really good in a, you know consistently. So he's got something to prove too for sure. Uh, and they just, I mean, there's Jermaine Carter, too, and, you know, Shaq's at the other spot, and he's what he is. And, you know, it's, it's it'll be fine, but it's it's just they have – that's the one defensive position they have not touched, like, at all in the draft since Rule got there. I mean, we've talked – I mean, we could talk for days about how they address the defense through the draft. They have not drafted a linebacker, and I think that's a mistake. I think they need to start building more there. And right now it's going to be another veteran guy in Denzel Perryman, but he should be at least an upgrade from last year. That's actually a really good point. Because I, I really haven't even thought about how they've lacked, they've not really dressed the linebacker position at all through the draft. And especially what last year, it was all, what, seven picks were all defensive players and none of them were linebackers. Now they had just extended Shaq Thompson and Jermaine Carter was in the doghouse for the most of the season until the end where he kind of stepped in after Whitehead was basically just unplayable. So that's a good point. Now, at corner, you, you say you have concerns at corner still. I, I look at that. I mean, Boye is going to miss the first two games of the season because of the, the drug suspension. But he's been a former Pro Bowler, and he at least adds depth. Dante, it, it's I think he has the potential to have a breakout season this year. If I was going to choose anyone, it would probably be him because he can. he's been able to run into the football at times um, with term, in terms of interceptions. Last year, he fought through the turf toe, which is just never going to go away until you get that rest. But the coaching staff seems to like him. And when they drafted J.C. Horn, they talked about having a guy who could start opposite of Dante Jackson. So you got those three guys, and Horn's only a rookie, so you can't have too high of expectations for him, but he's going to start day one. 
which at least he's in a better situation than what Dante was when they stepped in, when James Bradbury stepped in, and some of these former corners that they've had here in Carolina over the last five years. W- what is your concern at cornerback? Because I, I like the depth that they have and the potential that you can have those three guys out there and kind of feel a lot better than you did last year with Sewell Douglas and Troy Pride and Stan Thomas Oliver having to play meaningful snaps. Yeah, the bar was low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going from like the ground. We're like, they were throwing Stan Thomas <laughs> out there. And Matt Rule was like, that is not what we wanted to do. You know, like because he's a special teams guy, still like, whatever. Not his fault at all. But that was, you know, the low of their depth chart. Um, my concern is I Dante hasn't proven enough to me. Um, and maybe that's just me and I, you know, he was hot his rookie year. There was, oh, Dante. And then, like, he said he was okay his second year. Like, he, you know, there were a couple of times where he got completely, like, shredded. It was not good. And then yeah. last year, he had the injuries. And it's hard to hard to put an assessment on last year because of, like you said, the turf toe. But I don't feel like he's proven to me that he can be the guy, like, the, a starter on the outside consistently. Like, I don't think Dante Jackson has proven that to me. I think the Panthers feel slightly differently. Um, and Yeah, they, I think that's obvious. <laughs> he, he, there's a chance he is paid accordingly, but I don't know. I I think if Dante has a really – he needs – to me, he needs to put together a 16-game season – 17, excuse me, still getting used to that. A 17-game season where he's healthy, where he's out there and playing well for several games. I just feel like I need to see that from Dante to, you know – for the long-term health of the team at cornerback. Otherwise, of course, J.C. Horn's going to be great. There's no reason. <laughs> Even in, like, OTAs and minicamp, it was like, oh, he'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be good. Um, and A.J. Bouye is actually, like, a, I think it was a good signing. I think, like you said, he's depth, and he'll probably he'll play significant snaps, it seems like, at times. Um, another person they're really high on is Rashawn Melvin, who comes up a good bit, who – Huh. I know he's he's been around and he's a veteran, but it's his ninth team. I know it's a it's a depth guy. It's like that's how young their other cornerbacks are, though. It's like they need a veteran like that because you listed the rest of the cornerback room. It is young, so I feel like there's a couple guys that still have things to prove, but the depth there is much better than last year. More for Atlanta in just a moment. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up for it today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I guess I wonder, 
is there any way that like Boye? Because I mean, you're not sold. I mean, da- you're right. Dante Jackson is yet to prove like he does, he can be. He's not a number one. That's that's obvious because they went out there and drafted the guy, the first defensive player in the draft at eight in J.C. Horn. Like that's their number one guy moving forward. He can be a number two, fine. Three in whatever the right situation. But is there any possibility that like AJ Boye kind of just takes his spot this year? Because Boye is signed here for two years. I look at it more as a one-year deal. We'll see how it goes after the season. Is there a possibility that maybe he becomes that number two here in Carolina after he's out for the first two games? I certainly think it's a possibility. I do think being out the first two games hurts that. Because I think if Dante's playing well, it's harder to take him out, if that makes sense, because of the suspension. So I do think it becomes, you know, if Dante's not playing well, I, I absolutely think they would try him there and, you know, see how it goes. I think that's definitely a possibility. But I think anytime you got a guy, you know, it's nice that they signed him and I think they're, they like him and he brings a good presence to the room, but missing the first two games is never like, <laughs> you know, a good way to uh, for a starter, especially with a new team to get yeah. going. So I think it, it's also a huge, huge opportunity for Dante to like make it his position. I think that's what you should, fans should be watching for those first two games is it's his make, he has a chance to earn that spot in those two games for sure. And whether or not he does it, will be really interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess and I'll get to safety here in a second. And I actually do have some special teams questions I'm very interested in because we got camp battles. Um, so like the other two young corners then who were just drafted last year, Troy Pride, Stan Thomas Oliver. You, they, you talk about they like Rashawn Melvin. Obviously, they like Boye, Horn, and um, Dante are going to be the top four guys. Like, are we looking at Troy Pride and Stan Thomas Oliver potentially not being on this roster after just being drafted last season and being main parts of this offense, particularly Troy pride. When you, they drafted Keith Taylor who kind of fits more of what the Seattle cornerback more, um, mo- not mode, but uh prototype. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was. I, I don't, I think Troy pride should still make the roster training camp dependent, but I think they like him on special teams and they like him as someone who's developing. I think it is going to be a crowded cornerback room. And it's going to, you know, I think the thing that's good to keep in mind is the practice squad is expanded again this year. It's that bigger size. So there might be guys like a Stan Thomas Oliver. He might go on the practice squad, you know, after training camp and then, you know, be one of those guys they can bring off often or something like that, because it, it, the cornerback room's getting crowded, but yeah. I think those guys definitely, it's special teams. That's how they're making the roster. And they clearly, they like Stan Thomas all around special teams, and that's how he made the roster last year. And someone like Troy Pride, at this point, he's not going to make the roster at corner. He, I mean, like you mentioned, Keith Taylor, Rashawn Melvin, the list is long. They can only keep so many corners. Um, but it's going to be special teams where they make it. And, you know, Troy Pride played some special teams last year, and I think they like his development um he played a little too much (laughs) more than they wanted last year but if he can keep developing i think he has a chance to be like last on the depth chart at corner and a special teams contributor right and that's just one of those interesting things where we always last year talking about was this a rule draft pick or was this a herney draft pick and you see what they've done this offseason and it really feels like more of a a herney pick there now, one of the best decisions Marty Herney made last year in a draft, if we want to give him credit or we want to put it on Matt Rule, whoever, was trading up to go get Jeremy Chin, who was fantastic, playing all over the defense, primarily at linebacker. He goes back to his more natural position at safety this year next to Justin Burris. I feel fine about Chin. Like, Burris, 
His biggest moment was the interception in the end zone out on the road against Atlanta when that defense was ready to give away the game. But other than that, he was he was injured for a couple weeks. They had to go out there and play Sam Franklin. Kenny Robinson got yo-yoed back and forth. They bring in Leno Hill, who was in Seattle, was injured last year when he started some games in the NFL. I just I don't have a ton of confidence at the back of this defense at safety outside of Jeremy Chin, just based off of like what's there next to him. And then what's behind? Like, is am I right to feel that way? Because it doesn't really feel like the Panthers. They talked a lot about that Richie Grant kid who out of UCF who they like in the Senior Bowl, <laughs> but of course he's now down eighty five South playing for the Falcons. Yeah, no, I think you're on point with that because they view it as a position of weakness, and you can tell that that doesn't take like me reporting on the team to note that that's who they're bringing in to try out. It's like very obvious they're bringing in. They've brought a ton of safeties in and out of that place to try and see who's available. Be and that shows you the players they bring, the positions they bring in are clearly positions of need. They're you know they're positions they're looking to address, and safety is one of those because the depth there to just say it sucks. It's really bad. <laughs> it's not great. It's not. I mean, the Trey Boston thing to me, I thought that was a bad decision. They it was a financial decision, but. I mean, he's consistent. You know what you're getting from Trey Boston. He can't really tackle, but besides that, he's a pretty good state. Like, he's pretty good at his job. And worse comes to worse, like, a depth, like, a really good depth player who, like, wasn't making that much money this year. So I think it's a concern because of Justin Burris or, sorry to say, but, like, Jeremy Chin gets hurt. Yeah. I don't know. What's going on there? Like, it's not good. They're going to have to move people around a ton. and. Safety is an important position, and right now the depth there is just – it's not good. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if they bring in a safety or two during training camp, you know, see – you know, they brought in someone like Haha Clinton Dix, people like that to kind of see if they can improve the position. I think that's absolutely one that they're looking to see if they can add. Yeah, I know people got excited about Haha Clinton Dix coming in <laughs> for a mini, mandatory minicamp. Like, you were out there, like, did he show out anything at all? Because after we, we saw the news, and that was basically – it in, in terms of him here it's minicamp i mean he was fine they're all fine he was <laughs> fine i think they didn't not like what they saw but whenever they're going to bring in like they have a full 90 man roster if they're going to bring someone in he has to they have to be better than someone else at a position another position of need or you know something like that and yeah. i, I would not be surprised if at some point maybe they bring him back but you know, guys like that are free agents also for a reason. I feel like sometimes people forget that. <laughs> like, there's a reason someone's a free agent sometimes. Um, so keep that in mind, too. But I don't think he wasn't, like, bad or anything. I definitely think, you know, if he wouldn't not be an option down the road. But clearly they didn't fall in love with him or he'd be on the team. I mean, the guy was out of the league last year. And, and you're right. A lot of people just, I mean, they get so carried away. And like, oh, he was a former first-rounder. And he played for Green Bay and for some decent Packers teams. Yeah, that would make sense, and it's a position of need. But obviously there's a reason why he's not playing for anybody, and there's a reason why I think what Dallas last year decided, yeah, we don't need this guy around. More of Lana Getzenberg in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while you, the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access at rockauto.com at home and 
right there in your pocket. That's what I'm talking about. Your cell phones, folks. You got those smartphones. Use them. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Special yes. teams, though. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, special teams is actually interesting to me. And people, they, we like to overlook it. Here in Carolina, for a long time, John Casey was a fantastic kicker. A lot of people want to always bring up John Casey. They misspell his name, and they blame him for Super Bowl 38, kicking it out of bounds and giving Tom Brady the Patriots the ball there at the 40-yard line. And we all know what happened later with Adam Vinatieri getting the game-winning kick and the Panthers winning that Super Bowl after in what was a fantastic game. You have Graham Gano who drew a lot of ire for Panthers fans because of the kick that he missed um, in a game that should have never been played, the Super Bowl rematch week one on the road in Denver on Thursday evening. He misses that, that potential game winner. He misses some late in Seattle in a game late in 2018, I believe. But he also had, he was also pretty good for the most part. It was a pro bowler when he had drafted Harrison Bucker to try and take his job. He beats him out there in square. He was fantastic last year with the Giants. And the last two seasons, the Panthers have been with Joey Sly, who has not been good. And I'm just sitting here wondering, as we're taping this, how in the world is this team going into Spartanburg without a competition at kicker next to Joey Sly? Because there's not a ton of guys available, but somebody has to at least push this dude. Haven't you heard Joey Sly had a great offseason? <laughs> I, I mean, I heard a lot of guys had tremendous offseasons, but that doesn't mean squat. <laughs> Listen, I... I will be honest, I'm a little surprised how the Joey Sly thing has played out thus far. I thought he would have had consistent competition throughout because if you go back and listen to what Matt Rule had to say about him in his end-of-season press conference, you would have thought there was no shot that Joey Sly, you know, like he, yeah, you know, or what he said about him throughout the season. Like there was a lot of doubts about Joey Sly, and I think there's things they really that Matt Rule really likes about Joey and – you know, it's it's interesting because he was a Marty fine too, and Marty is no longer in the building. And it's going to be interesting to see long term the connections to those players. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're training him competition for Joey Sly at some point. It's like the only position on the roster that does not have competition, which is shocking. Wild. <laughs> it's Wild. the only position. I mean, long snapper was a whole thing. So. I think he could have competition at some point, but I think also from what we've seen, they've brought in a couple guys and they haven't liked anyone more than Joey. And I just think there's, you know, there's only so many kickers on the market. There's only so many. And it's not like Joey was horrible last year. He had three of those kicks were like ridiculous. And <laughs> he should have made that Vikings game kick. And yes. besides that, he was okay. So 
that's kind of where they are with it. There's not, I think it's because there is, hasn't been someone else that's been like, we need to sign him or he X, Y, and Z, but that doesn't mean they won't bring in, they could definitely still bring in someone during camp to compete with him. Right. I mean, rarely do you like out of all positions in the NFL, like quarterbacks don't go on the market. You don't see centers go on the market. You don't really see left tackles go on the market. You don't see kickers go on the market because there's just not enough of them of a high quality that you can depend on. And it's interesting to me, like you talk about Matt Rule's confidence. Like he showed more confidence in Joey Sly than I think any head coach has shown confidence in a single player in the history of the Carolina Panthers, trotting him out for what I always describe as comically long field goals. Like, hey, go attempt an NFL record long field goal, which you're obviously not going to make. But hey, it seems like a better opportunity than going for on fourth and 19. I'd love to know what the analytics crowd feels about that. But it's absolutely wild to me the, what they were asking of him. But I do appreciate that you brought up what I believe is the training camp battle of the century here in Carolina. Thomas Fletcher, the biggest bro I feel like the Panthers have ever had. He's probably hanging out selling at pub on, on the weekend since he's moved to Charlotte. Him versus the old man, longest tenured uh, Panther, J.J. Jansen. I mean, come on. Like, There's no way J.J. Jansen is going to win this, right? Because they don't waste a draft pick on a guy who's 22 to keep the old man on the roster as much as I would love to see J.J. Chance's number 44 snapping the football this season. Wouldn't that be the story of training camp, though, if he did? Like, yeah. <laughs> listen, the odds are not in J.J.'s favor, unfortunately, purely because of his fin- the financial situation. They can get out of his contract and owe nothing. Like, they can just completely get it off the books by cutting him, and that makes it very difficult because – as you rightly pointed out, they spent a draft pick on Thomas Fletcher. Like, that's not a – yes, it was a late one, but it was still a draft pick on a long snapper. And, like, that doesn't happen, like, a crazy amount. It's, like, usually once per draft, maybe. So it's not insignificant. I definitely think J.J. has an uphill battle. He looks like he's gotten himself in shape, that this is, you know, excuse my language, in the ass a little bit that they have <laughs> Thomas Fletcher. So – and – you know, he even looked like a little – I have to credit Joe Person of The Athletic pointed this out. J.J. Jans looked in better shape than Thomas Fletcher during minicamp. So <laughs> – Oh, no. Like, I'm standing from the distance, like, looking at their physique standpoint. But then, you know, with a grain of salt. But it's something where, like, J.J. looks good. He's clearly trying – you know, like, this – you know, it's a good reminder that your position's not guaranteed even if you're J.J. Jansen <laughs> for all this time. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, but I do think, I mean, you look at the financial situation, it's it's just going to be, yeah. it, it would be for the love of J.J. Jansen if they do keep him, because then you're like, why did you waste a draft pick on this kid? So, it's, oh, I, I like the story of J.J. Jansen, it's going to be really fun to watch, but Definitely, definitely not the best odds for him. I mean, it's the only thing I'm going to be tuned into when it comes to training. <laughs> I don't care what Sam Brown looks like. I don't care about the left tackle uh, situation. Just tell me who is going to be the starting long snapper for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. Let me get you out on this, Elena. Um, so we talked about expectations. Last year, uh, there were zero. I didn't think that they would be bad. I actually thought they'd go 5-11. They went that. So pat on the back to me. Yay, ego. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater was Teddy Bridgewater. And he got scapegoated. I don't think that it was really his fault the Panthers were bad last season. I think it's, he's actually kind of the reason why they even won as many games they had last year. Because had they stuck with Will Greer or P.J. Walker or 
kept Kyle Allen, they would have been worse. And actually might have been a better situation for the team. Although I think the only quarterback that would have been worth taking at the top was Trevor Lawrence, and that was not going to happen considering how bad Jacksonville and the Jets were last season. But looking at this season, year two, you got second-year play caller and Joe Brady, Matt Rule in his second year in the NFL. I, I love what the defense, what they've done this offseason. Bill Snowback as the coordinator. What should be the realistic expectations for the Carolina Panthers in 2021? That's a great question. Uh, to be average, and maybe that's like <laughs> a little harsh. I think it's to be average. I think it's to win more, absolutely win more games than last year because they were on the cusp of like eight of them with a chance of like, they were in it at the end of plenty of games that they lost. So I sure. they should absolutely win more games than last year. Um, I think the defense needs to be better. Like if they're not better, something's going wrong because they've put so many resources into that defense and they need to take a step forward. I think that's a realistic expectation. As far as the offense, I don't know. I think expecting them to struggle at first is realistic because it's Sam Darnold learning a new offense. Um, but I, I mean, this team should be solid, but they're, you know, they're not going to win the division with the Bucks. Obviously they're, not. <laughs> I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be just about average, whatever that is in the 17-game season, however you want to place the average record. But I think they should be better. And if they're not better, that's when we're concerned. Um, I, as a fan, as someone, as like David Tepper, I would be concerned if they're not better. Um, especially though on defense, that's right. where they need to take a step forward because there's no excuse not to. And then I, I do think that it's a realistic expectation that the offensive line is going to be the Achilles heel of this offense, and it's going to be a problem throughout the year. Yeah, and the way they're set up, it looks like that. And I guess when you talk about just if we're looking at record, and yeah. they're the youngest team in the league. So realistically, people have to understand, like it's very hard to be the youngest team in the league with a brand new quarterback and a new scheme and a young, talented defense to be a team that's going to be in playoff contention. Like, it's hard to do that. So, like, I've always felt like 7 and 10, 8 and 9, maybe if things break their way, 9 and 8, that would be any of those three records, probably more realistically 7 and 10, 8 and 9, and then looking like you're ready to progress and actually have a run at the playoffs in 2022, that would constitute success for me for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. I agree with that. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, excited to get down to Spartanburg. I'm sure I'll stop by down there and sweat through everything I own. Um, hey, practices, most practices are starting eight thirty. It's, it's a helpful. It's a helpful new time. It's so. still Spartanburg. <laughs> the, the heat index will be through the roof. I don't care what time they practice at. It's still going to be hot. That's all good out. But best of luck to you down there. And um, I, it will be. It was great having you on. I think you do a great job. Make sure guys who uh, follow her, Atlanta Getzenberg. On Twitter at a Getzenberg, uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna tag her in a tweet anyway. But you guys, I mean, it's it's spelled like it sounds, Getzenberg. So figure it out. Get cultured. Learn how to spell her last name. Follow her on Twitter. <laughs> she does a great job alongside her teammate Jonathan Alexander. And we only have so many people covering the Panthers in town. So you should be following every single person who goes out there for your local paper and does good work. So Elena, thank you so much for coming on the pod today, and uh, I will see you down the road.
Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Support your local newspaper. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thanks again to Elena Getzenberg of the Charlotte Observer. Does a great job. Follow her on Twitter at A Getzenberg. Uh, I'll tweet it out so you guys can find it as well, but it's not hard to find. Like I said, it's the way it sounds, it's the way it's spelled. So, A Getzenberg, go follow her on Twitter. She does a great job covering the Panthers for the Observer, and especially starting next week with a training camp down in Spartanburg at Wofford College. You're going to want to follow her so you can get all of the action going on live right there with the Carolina Panthers. Her and her teammate, Jonathan Alexander, will be joining the show later on this week. Make sure to follow both both of them and check them out. Also, make sure to follow the podcast by rate, review, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday I'm going to need you to DM me or at me so I can answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Lockdown Panthers. So make sure to go ahead and do that. I appreciate you guys' support, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.